In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Past from the Glover's Cast, where we turn back time to speak to some players who've turned out in green and white down the years. Today, we're going to go back to the mid-1990s, when Town last found themselves in regional football. And in the season, they won the promotion back to the then conference in 1997, was signed a free-scoring fullback from Bath City. That player... Now the Bath City manager, Jerry Gill, and I'm delighted to say he joined us today. Jerry, welcome to the Glovers cast. Hi, David. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Absolutely. And as you as you got there um, from, from, from Jerry, I'm very pleased to say we've also uh, joined for this interview by uh, someone who's been supporting Overtown even longer than I have, if anyone uh, can believe that. It's Steve Salden of the Oval Press, who I'm sure will remember that 96-97 season. Uh, Steve, welcome back. Good to have you here. Uh, hello, everyone. Yes, n- nice to be back. And 96, 97 only seems like yesterday. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, let's not. Or, or, let's not... Or, that, or shall I say that night at Bromley only seems oh, like yesterday. Yes, well, yeah, let's not get to the good bit too soon. Yeah, let's not get to the good bit too soon. Right. Fantastic. Well, Jerry, we've got some questions for you. I'm going to I'm gonna kick it off and then I'll pass over to Steve and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. And as I, I said to you off air, we've done a bit of research to find the results here. So please don't feel you have to grudge back through your memories to 1996, Yeah, it's a long time ago, it is. It is. So, um, but 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 obviously, um, we'll come back to your, your current affiliation with, with Bath City. But um, first of all, I wanted to take you back to the to the 1990s when you were obviously a, a, a player at Twerton. Um, and the history books would suggest that Yeovertown were, were a pretty regular opponent for you back in, in, in your playing days. I mean, what do you remember about those uh, those games against Town back then? Well, that's why I made the move, I'll be honest. I mean, a lot of Bath City fans probably don't still thank me for it going from Bath to Yeovil because back in the day, that was a huge rivalry. And um, it's nice that that's, for us, it's nice that that's back on the cards again. But obviously for Yeovil, um, there's been a lot that's gone on since those mid-90s, if you like, through to this period. Now, I remember playing against Yeovil at the new stadium. We had FA Trophy games, obviously, against each other. Um, and it was always, always felt like we were going to play against a really big club. Uh, the the atmosphere in those games was always very good. The rivalry was rife. Uh, we always had very good support as well. So it was the local derby. It wasn't Bath-Chippenham. It wasn't Yeovil-Weymouth. It was Yeovil-Bath was the big rivalry. And... Um, well-competed games, always difficult games. And ironically, it was in an FA Trophy time that Mr. Roberts tapped me up during a game, actually. I, was, right. um, I think there was a corner on the right-hand side about to come in and Graham's had a little word with me as he as, as was about to come in. So as, as he did back in the day, that was what sort of stuff that went on. Um, yeah, we, we, we always enjoyed those games. I always had a lot of success in those games. And the reason why I made the move, because I felt as if I was going to a club that was going to be pro- progressive, and a club that was going to go on and 
I just needed a change. I was going a little bit stale, if you like, and I needed a change. And it's probably the best thing I ever did in my football. Well, it was. It's the best decision I ever made. Did, did you ever play at the, the old Jovel ground with the sloping pitch? I don't think so, Steve. I don't think I did. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, you are, you are testing me here now, but I, I don't, I, I don't think I did. Um, I mean, I, I was playing for Backwards as a 16 year old in Trowbridge Town in the Beezer Homes League. Then right. is coming up to 17. So I think I probably passed me by that, that, but obviously yeah. I spoke to a lot of people, you know, a, a Yeovil legend and an ex-team at mine, Paul Randall, obviously, um, We've often spoke a lot about it, and he spoke about the old, the old pitch, and everyone talks about it in history, don't they? Because it's very infamous or famous um, stadium. So, no, I, I, my first recollection of Yeovil was playing at the new stadium, which in those days was brand new, and it was, it was a wonderful place to go and play football. Yeah, I, th I think in the, in the when when Yeovil first moved to Hewish Park in the what, 1990, the, I think the first few few years, I think Yeovil possibly had had the upper hand over Bath. Mm. I think looking looking back through the records, I think I think Yeovil won quite a few of the games between the two clubs. But I think I think near nearer the mid nineties when Yeovil started to struggle a bit, and I think the financial problems started to kick in. I think Bath Bath took over. So so clearly you remember playing for Bath against Yeovil in, in some in some good games. No, really good games, and and I mean you look back at some of the characters. I mean that's the biggest thing when we look back on our careers. There's a lot of really strong characters in both teams back in those days and some that made the move. Tony Ricketts has played for both, obviously an ex-manager of mine. Um, and then obviously we had uh, Mickey Spencer. So Mick come across and played as well. The guy uh, was at Bath, Mickey Spencer, wasn't he? Yeah? yeah, he came to Bath. Paul Batty, of course. Yeah. Paul Batty came over and played a big part in our FA Cup run and scored the winning goal against Hereford at Twerton Park. So he made the move from Yeovil to Bath the other way as well. This was all before I made my move to, to Yeovil. So, and of course, myself, Rob Cousins, Dean Burtby, um, all made the move the other way as well. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I look back on it now and I think, well, they were tough games, but we did seem to have the upper hand in those cup ties. We, we, um, yeah, we really, we really knew. We were, for us, really, we felt as if we were an underdog going there. I had that feel about it. I felt as if, but I also knew our team spirit was really good at Bath at the times, and I felt as if we could go there and do a job, and we often did. So, um, yeah, good. I think, there was a, I think there was a trophy replay match, wasn't there, a midweeker? Yeah, where I think Bath, yeah. where, where you won. Did not Rob Cousins? Did Rob Cousins score in that game? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah it looks like a 4 0 win here. I'm just looking at the result. 4 0 win on the 20, 25th of January, 1994, after drawing 3 all in the first game at Hewish Park. So yeah. that, that was a ding dong, wasn't it? That was it. See, um, I, I didn't. I was, I was going to say, I didn't have to look at the record books to remember. It's just all up here, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember. Did Bob, I not score in any of those games? I must have scored in one of those games, surely. Uh, I, I, you know, it's only uh, the records I've got. I've only got the oval scores. I'm afraid. So we can, we can we'll say, say yeah, we'll, we'll say, say you did. Both, you, <laughs> you got all four, um, yeah. But no, I remember. I do remember it's wintry, and I remember the pitches being really, really mucky and muddy. And yeah. um, we were, we were quite a direct team. Bath City. We didn't sort of no airs and graces about us. We had, we had Adrian Mings up top, who often, often was a battering ram for us. So we knew if we stuck the ball forward, he'd go and beat up a few defenders and sort of scare the death to out of, out of goalkeepers and stuff. So, yeah, we we had a certain way about us and that's how we got our results. We, we made no bones about it. And that's, I guess, that's why I really wanted to make a move. I, I felt as if I had a bit more to offer as a football player as well. And the way, the way sort of Graham sold it to me and the way Bas, uh, Yeovil were going at the time, it was, 
I just felt I needed a change. And and at that time also Bath, we were very we're very much struggling financially as well. There was a lot of troubles financially back in those days at, at our football clubs. And um I just felt as if you were on the up. So it's something I did just for my career, really. Yeah. And and you mentioned there, it's 1995, that Yeovil dropped out of the conference. And obviously, Bath were, were, were still up there. Yeovil had a season in the yeah. um, in the ISIS League Premier, as it, as it was then. So, Bath were above Yeovil when you and Rob Cousins joined in that summer in 1996. And you've already alluded to... <laughs> Robo uh, tapping you up on the uh, on the on the pitch there. I mean, how how did it how did it come about? Was it the financial situation that that drove it? And what... not really, not yeah. really. I mean, it, it yeah, it Bath at the time. I I saw a lot of good players leaving the football club as well, and we were we were struggling to attract players because of the finance. But also, also it was just me wanting a change of philosophy, a change of style of play, a change of just a change of environment for myself, really. All I'd ever known was Bath City. I played to over 200 games for them. Wow. And I felt I felt in the heart of hearts that I still were going to have a, believe it or not, I thought I was going to have a career in the Football League. I never guessed and knew what would happen after that. Obviously, I didn't know I'd have the year I'd have at Yeovil. But I felt as if it was the right move. And um, to take a step, I often say it to young players now, don't be afraid to step, take a step backwards to move forwards. And that's very much what I did. I, I'd left... I'd left the conference club to go into the ISIS world, the level we're at now, so the ISIS yeah. Premier League, and a London-based, a London-based league, very much. Of course, we had a lot of London players in it, a lot of lads that had travelled. And ironically, then I got a, I was transferred in my job to Bracknell then, and oh, right. um, it ended up I ended up in the car school with Mickey Eng- Engwell, Graham Kemp, um, and all the lads. Uh, Steve Brown, God, God rest his soul, yeah. and um, and a lot of really good characters. Ironically, I saw Kempy not so long ago, believe it or not, I was in a hotel just outside Bath and I've looked across and he's looked across and he's gone, Kempy. And I, <laughs> I literally haven't seen him since the Oval days and it was such a really? nice thing. Yeah, such a nice thing to sit down with him and have a chat about the old days. What's um, he up to these days? Kempy, he's still living up in the sort of Reading area. Yeah, he was and, Reading, um, yeah, Newbury that way. I believe he's got a, well, yeah, he's doing restoration work for furniture and stuff like that. So, um, he looked, he looked really well. It was nice to sit down and just relive some of the memories that we're going to do now. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it it was a, it was a funny old move in regards to that because it was three hours in the car on a Tuesday night, three hours back and again on a Thursday night. And that's what some people don't really recognize and understand from that year. We, we had to do a hell of a lot of traveling if as a, as a club anyway, but also on our training nights, there's lots of dedication, lots of sacrifices. Looking at it now, I don't know how I did it, but we did it. And we ended up having, and I ended up having my most successful year in football. So we did something right. Because yeah. Yeah. obviously you came from Bath City where Tony Ricketts was manager. Obviously yeah. a no-nonsense defender during his playing days. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously you come to you over where you've got Graham Roberts, who was equally a no-nonsense defender. What, what, what were your first impressions of... Um, Graham, I just I just wanted to play for him. He he was he was a winner. He's a man's man. You knew where you stood with him. Um, you know, one day I'd end up with a pot of tea thrown over me in the dressing room, and the next minute he's giving me a big big cuddle. Um, he he sold the club to me fantastically well. Um, I knew and I felt as if the club were going to be progressive. He sold it in regards of he still wanted to play as well. Of course, he turned out a few times as well. He could play, by the way, as well. So he wasn't just a no-nonsense oh, yeah. defender. He was fantastic at reading the game, bringing it down on his chest, pinging balls left and right everywhere. Of course, he was a good communicator on the pitch. Sometimes that spilled over into 
a bit more aggression, but that's what we were about and we knew how to win games. And the dressing room was like that. We weren't afraid to tell each other if we weren't doing it. And, and dressing rooms have changed now dramatically over the years. And you have to change as a manager. I, I've had to change. Gone are the days where you'd be able to do what went on in those days. We, you know, people grab you by the throat and pin you up against the wall. And like I said, I always, I took well to that. I, I understood it. I got it. And um, it got the best out of me. There was no shrinking violets in the dressing room, that's for sure. I remember when it will probably come on to it, but I remember going away and playing for the England team. I got in the England, England non-league team, it's called, in back in the day, not the C team. And I went over to Dublin and we had a Somerset Premier Cup game against Poulton that week of that. So Terry Hardwell, God rest his soul, our physio and a good friend, a family friend of my dad and myself. He came across, my dad and a few others from Yeovil come across. Played in the game. Of course, I'm on a high. Get back on the plane. I land at Heathrow. I got a call off Robbo. Where are you? I said, I've just landed. He said, well, I'll see you tonight. We've got a Somerset Premier Cup game at Poulton Rovers. <laughs> he said, um, you're in the squad. So I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. But I had my England stuff off. So I, I was like, I, I didn't feel comfortable. I'm walking in a dress. I walk in and I've got my England jumper, England tie. Of course, one, my, one thing on Graham's mind was to bring me back down to earth. So the team went up and I was on the bench. And he said, you're sub tonight. I said, all right, fair enough, just took it. Because I knew if I'd said anything else, I knew what had happened. He'd call me a big time Charlie, which I wasn't at all. And um, of course, we go round, I warm up, walk round, Polton Rovers, you walk all the way around the side to the dugout. I sit down, the game's about to start. He said, who are you? He said, go and get me a cup of tea. So I had to walk all the way back round and get him a <laughs> cup of tea. But I wasn't, it wasn't to be disrespectful. It wasn't, it was nothing more just to bring me back down to earth. He knew that I'd been away with England. I wasn't that type of lad anyway that had come back like that. But that sort of stuff, when I look back on it, really is invaluable. And it's it's a big part of what Graham was about. Team spirit was huge. Us as a team, we had such a we had such a tight-knit group. And that's why we achieved so much. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the team there. And obviously you overladded a decent season the year year before. I think finished fourth in in the in the ISIS League then. And and I, I remember thinking that yourself and Rob Cousins in particular were were sort of some of those final pieces in the jigsaw that of the team that Graham was put together. I mean, Dean Burkby you've mentioned was was already there. Were there any other familiar faces or what do you remember about the team that you joined in terms of the, the personnel that there was then? Well, it was there was goals everywhere in the team. That that's that's what I thought. I mean, God knows how many goals. I mean, I ended up scoring sixteen goals in all competitions. Obviously, Howard Forrington then came in. I think he came in from Banbury or Oxford City, one of the Oxford, two. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, and then obviously we'd gone on to get a move together. I mean, Howard, but Howard was Warren Patmore was a stereotypical number nine that you'd want at that level. He he was so strong, so physical, held the ball up, but he was a great finisher as well. Um, we had, like I said, we had Kempe, we had Mickey Engwell, um, Tony Pennock in goal. You know, he's doing well now over in over in Wales, managing Haverford West, who've just got into Europe. So I could go, I could go through them all. They were all fantastic lads, Steve Brown. We could go through them all. Yeah. They were they were great, really good players for the level as well. Really, really good players. Lee um Lee Harvey, centre back, best looking player I ever played with, six foot two, <laughs> six foot three, really stylish, could play. Chrissy Seymour, you know, all of them. I could go, I could go oh, from Paul Turner's a name that keeps popping up here. Paul People Turner. kind of forget about it, but he scored a lot of goals that year, yeah. didn't he, Paul Turner? Well, Turns was a number eight. He yeah. he would he would he would join in from midfield. And ironically, people remember me as a fullback, but mm. I scored a lot of my goals from centre midfield actually under Robbo. Mm. Robbo often played me in the middle of the park. And I remember, and he said to me, You're the fittest lad I've ever come across. 
And all I remember doing from 70 minutes on to 90 in the days, we didn't play 10 minutes extra time back in the day. Um, I remember just making third man runs constantly and making the box. And if you look at all my goals for Yeovil, they were all scored really late on in games. And I pride myself on my fitness. And I think that's, that's probably where he got the best out of me as well, because I felt as if I was fitter than any player at that level. And um, he spotted that. And that's, that's, you know, I did play right back a lot also, of course, but, very much in an advanced role. Um, Rob Cousins playing at the back could read the game so well. If I if I bombed on, he'd he'd cover the space really well. And we all sort of dovetailed with each other. There was never Graham never really put up a set pattern. I think we were all just good players. Mm. And he just said, "Go out, express yourselves." And I think that's the biggest thing. I look at that now in my team. I think sometimes there's loads of information overload with players. We can stick up so much stuff tactically and think we're the best. And everyone wants to be Pep Guardiola. <laughs> in the end. In the end, it's all about your players. And if you've got good enough players, just let them go and play. Of course, you've got to have a little bit of structure, but let them go and play. And that's, if you look at that team, there was players that just went on and expressed themselves. And that's, why, again, why we did so well. You, you mentioned Lee Harvey. I, I was going to say that uh, 26 years ago from that season, I used to have hair like Lee Harvey. <laughs> no, you didn't, Steve. I know you didn't. I'm not having that. I'm not I, having no, that. I didn't. Sadly, no. <laughs> you got I'm more, more like Pep Guardiola, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he did. Have, he, had, he had lovely hair, didn't he? Didn't he have lovely hair? Very, very nice. Very nice very, hair. Very nice. I, I was just saying, it was, but things, the, the team basically clicked right from the word go, I thought, that, that season, didn't it? I think, I think in the first 10 games, I think you overwhelmed the first eight, and that, and it seemed to get, get off to a really good start. And, that, and I'm sure that you, you started scoring goals pretty straight away didn't you I think Jerry no I did well one thing I remember we worked so hard pre-season Steve honestly mm. it was I think that's one of the I mean under Tony it, um, at Bath we worked hard but I, I remember being so fit off the back of pre-season with Graham really testing us really pushing us outside our comfort zones and I thought I thought we were as a team we were really fit like I said the longer games went on the better we got and um, to hit the ground running so early, that only gave us confidence to push on again. So, and there was good depth in the squad. If I, if someone came out, someone could come in, and it was, it was never like we had a weak bench or anything. I think, obviously, the budget was good as well. Graham wouldn't have been there if the budget wasn't good. So, we had, we had, a, we had a pretty strong group in numbers. Um, and like I say, to attract players from London, we had to have a healthy budget as well. But I think the club at the time recognised if we did it we'd have an opportunity to win in the league. I think the league was there for winning, Steve. I think it really was. Mm. And I think that's probably... Yeah, I, think, I, think, yeah, I was going to say, that. I think in the first half, I think the, the one game you overall lost was away at Dulwich. Dulwich yeah. I think it was quite a heavy defeat. And I, I'm not sure whether that that was just a reminder that, and that to keep your, your feet on the ground and that you had to keep playing and, and working hard. So I think it was probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah, you're going you're to struggle go through the whole season, you know, unbeaten. And I think sometimes like that, you do need a you need a reminder. And I, I would have thought afterwards we would have worked extremely hard in training. That's for sure to put it right. And um, when we did have a small blip or we drew a game, we always bounced back straight afterwards. That was the key to it. There was never a moment where, you know, we had a good FA Cup run in that in that year as well. So there was never a there was never a moment where I felt, you know, we were going to lose two or three on the bounce. Um, yeah. We always reacted in the right way, and that's a sign of a good side as well. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned there, so you got um uh, in these uh, the the games you've got win draw, win win, 
that loss to Dulwich, which is to the end of September. Then you mm. win the next five games. I mean, there's an FA Cup qualifying uh, tie there, but but you, you score uh, just like I don't know, five. You score five in five in that in in that winning run. I mean, had you in in your pre- career up until that point, had you been a particularly prolific player, no. or was it just because you were playing more foot further forward under Graham? Or since David either. So yeah, right. that was so, it. I, it was like gold dust at Yeovil. Honestly, everything I did just turned to gold. And yeah, you know, I look back on that season and I think I don't know my confidence. Confidence just oozing out of my body. I remember yeah. turning up at every game, not in an arrogant way. And I thought I'm going to score again today. I yeah. I, I truly believe that. And um, everything I hit went in. And I never, if I missed a target or if I missed a chance, I never got down on myself. I'd never. There was never anything from the bench or anything to, that was negative around. They say, like, go again, just go again, go on, keep going. Yeah. And and that run, I remember that run, five in five, because I felt yeah. as if it was never going to come to an end. And um, I'm really proud of that, actually. I I, I remember some of the goals as well. I, I remember going to Kingstonian and hitting a drive across a keeper there into the far corner. Yeah. I remember a volley at home. I, I can't remember. It might have been Hendon, I think, or something like that at home. Yeah. I tell you what, you said you ain't got a good memory, Joe. You're remembering them well, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Hendon, two nil at home. I think I got goal of the season for that. I, I struck right. it. I think Mickey, Mickey had gone down the left and he pulled it back to the edge of the 18-yard box and yeah. I just hit it first time on the volley. Um, so, yeah, some of those ones I remember scoring against Backwell in the FA Cup because yeah. a lot of my friends, my mate was manager of Backwell, a lot of my friends were playing for Backwell and they were dreading coming to Hewage Park and we... 6-0. We gave them an absolute drubbing. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, some... Some wonderful memories, like I say, and and scoring. There's no better feeling than scoring and going. You know the away the away support. You've only got to look at your support you took to Hemel last week. The away support we were taking then was just phenomenal, and it was such a good feeling to score and go and celebrate with so many fans. We took over stadiums. That's what yeah. we did at that level. We literally took over stadiums. It was like a home tie, and that played a big part. The fans played such a big part in our season that year as well. Yeah, so many, I know, lead up to this season, so many people, not just Steve and I, but have remembered back to that season as one of the best. I mean, you consider everything the clubs we've been lucky enough to see in the years since then, but that still ranks for me as one of my favourite ever seasons watching the Oval. It was just fantastic. Because like you say, it was it was the atmosphere, it was the going there, feeling like you were going to win. And obviously the performances that you guys put on, it just, yeah, lives with you even all these years on. Yeah, and me, and me, and all our players. Yeah. Like I said, with Kempi, as soon as me and Kempi yeah. started thinking the other week, it was, it all comes rolling back. If I forgot something, he would have remembered it. And you're just dovetailing each other like we are here now. So it was, um, yeah, yeah, wonderful, wonderful times, honestly. And I didn't think, I, I, you know, there's, I know I went on afterwards, but I, it would have been nice really to to have experienced the next level up as well. But thankfully, I got a move into the football league, and the rest is history around that. But I didn't want that season to end. Really, it was. Mm. There were so many good things about it and um, we'll come on to it. Obviously, that last that night at Bromley, which was go down in history and such a memorable night for everyone connected to, to the football club was was wonderful. And I've, I've even seen some pictures from back in the day recently on that one. Um, and we're all in our lovely Hummel tracksuits. Do you remember them? I remember um, them, yeah. We're all, all in our Hummel tracksuits with our promotion winning T-shirts. And, yeah. you got jet black hair as well, Gary. I know, uh, mate. Gary I on know. That one, yeah. That's management for you, Steve. <laughs> you know, I've lost your Steve. My, my, yeah. my management, my, I've now gone like, uh, well, I was going to say Philip Schofield is probably not a good <laughs> No, not a good comparison. Probably not a good one to mention that. But, um, yeah, 
we'll um but there we are it's still i've still got my thick thatch but it's just going yeah 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 oh no yeah no i'm, I'm going anyway, moving myself, on so. swiftly yeah. Moving on swiftly. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. We're getting yeah. paranoid now. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I've been I've been given the, the delightful question of asking about the Taunton FA Cup game in the fourth qualifying round. Obviously, if it finished, I think the first game finished nil nil at Hewish Park. Then obviously we went back to Taunton, and there, it, like we we've all we all know, it was quite an eventful eventful evening in the end. What 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 can you remember of that night, Jerry? <laughs> My my memory is not that great of it, Steve. I've got to be honest. All I know is it kicked off. <laughs> it kicked you off. scored. You definitely yeah, I scored. I can yeah, tell you that, yeah. I know I scored, but um and that I, I scored a lot in the FA Cup actually as well. Yeah. That the FA Cup, even for Bath, the FA Cup's always been good to me. Um and um I remember there was a lot of needle after the first leg, Steve. I remember that building into that game between fans and players. I can remember it was built up to be a, a big old game and they really fancied it didn't they because they got the draw at Hewish Park they really fancied it there and it was never an easy place to go packed packed out stadium and we know that now going there in our league ironically now so um, even going there now they're tough games but yeah I, I don't remember I don't remember too much around it other than it all kicked off and that's not me just sitting on the fence or not not wanting to talk about it there was lots of trouble between players obviously and fans and, um, and managers, yeah, managers, <laughs> and uh, and it and it obviously culminated in, in in stuff further after that. But but yeah. for me, it was yeah, like I said, I scored in the game, and we we go and get a result, and that was the key to it. Really, you had to you had to go there and win the game. But it wasn't it wasn't an easy night all round. No, no, it, it was an entertaining evening. I, I can, I can, yeah, fine, it was, it was, it really was. I mean, Graham would probably be able to tell you more about it because yeah. It was it was what it was. And um yeah, you don't you don't really get those nights anymore. You don't really get those ones. Um it yeah. you had to be by the way, you had to stand up to it. It was if you if you were a shrinking violet that night, you 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 would have been found wanting. Um, but we weren't we weren't all round, so yeah. yeah. If any if anyone does want to remember that night, go back and listen to the podcast we have with Graham Roberts. He, he has a he has a few memories of that night, which are worth listening to. But yeah, um, uh, the 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 league form, the record suggests, uh, carried on undeterred. Then there was a there was a bit of a, a blot on the copybook with went out of the FA Cup at, at Merthyr Tidville, which I remember being a little bit lively as well. But the, after that, it um it kind of came. Did I score in that one as well? You did as well. Yes, you did. You and the FA Cup. You're right. It's, it wasn't uh, that in the the pink pink shirts. Yes, it was the pink shirts. Yeah, Cerise, as Mr. Roberts insisted yeah, on calling Charisse. them, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. um, but one result that uh, that sticks out in mid 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 November is a a three 0 thumping at Enfield. Now we obviously went toe to toe with them um for the title that season. That that result must have come as a a little bit of a wake up call, perhaps a bit like that one against uh, Dulwich earlier in the season. Did what do you do? You remember that one? It was a bit. I do. No, I do. Yeah. So I re- I remember thinking then we've we've got we've got tough tough opposition yeah. here to win the league. So. I was obviously we went toe to toe, and when I went there, we to be honest, we got a bit of a lesson and filled that night yeah. or that day. Um, it was I felt as if they were strong. I felt as if they had a, uh, good players, really good players all round. Obviously, Robbo knew a lot about them, knew the manager there, um, and I just remember coming away and thinking, Do you know what? I, up until that point, we were almost invincible, but that night, that was the only team where I thought, Do you know what? They could give us a run for our money. Yeah. And again, what it did, I think you'll probably look at our record after that. It refocused us. It made sure yeah. we 
we we stayed humble. We we knew that if we ever slipped up at any point, they were ready to jump and pounce. And um, obviously, we had to play them at, at Hewish Parker, which is the yeah the night of obviously you know I remember that one really vividly. It was you know nine thousand or whatever a thousand locked out people up trees. Trevor Francis and Mick Mills actually coming to watch me that night as well. Ironically, ah, was it that, that one? Night. Was it? Yeah. That was the night they came and watched me, um, and uh, drawing the game. Yeah, so yeah, that that one at Enfield. Yeah, all it did was refo- you're right, David. It just it just mm. refocused us and things. Right, we got to be on our metal week in week out because if we slip up, they'll take it. Mm. That, but obviously, it, like you say, it, it sort of um, it was the, the, perhaps a kick up the backside to just to say right, let's refocus and what, what have you. But obviously, you got back on, got back into winning ways, and that. And the goals were being scored a plenty, and then obviously Graham went out and bought um, Howard Forrington in. So were you surprised that Harry came in at that stage? Because obviously the goals weren't weren't necessarily a problem, were they? Obviously no. with Warren. No, no, and no, no. And, yeah, and and Dean Warren, but also all around the all around the team as well, mm-hmm. Steve. It wasn't just me and and those two. Like you say, Turns were scoring goals. They were coming in from everywhere. And um, even I think Lee was even scoring from centre back as well, set pieces. We were always strong on set pieces. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'll be honest, I'd never heard of Howard, Howard before. No one had really. It's sort of a, I'm not sure how that came about. Um, Howard would probably have to tell you that, and um, and Graham. But one thing it did, it just made us stronger again. And obviously he, he hit the ground running. He was, he was different. He was, he was powerful, strong. Uh, when he hit a ball, it stayed hit. Um, he could run in behind a little bit better than what Warren could as well. Dean was more of a flair player. So Dean would score, you know, he'd flick up half volleys and score overhead kicks and all that sort of stuff. But but Howard was what you'd call an out-and-out goal scorer. And um, yeah, a little bit different. I suppose the blend of those, those two, those three, probably helped us in the end because they dovetailed each other. What, what we all knew as well, if we ever come out of the team, it was only for the team. It wasn't because... You know, no player was bigger than the team at that time. And we all understood that as well. Um, I think I ended up playing. I probably made the most appearance alongside Rob. I think Rob probably played a few more games than me. And I ended up playing, I don't know, 40 games, 40 plus games that season. Whatever it was, must have been near 50 with cup games. Um, but if you went out of the team, you knew it was for the right reasons. And Graham, Graham sold that to us all and we all understood it. So just made the squad stronger. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, him and um, as you say, Patmore up front were were quite a combination. But yeah, that 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 final three and a bit months went again. Just looking at the result, obviously uh, Howard's Howard's goals, but uh, were were something to remember. But also, you've alluded to it already. That home match against Enfield in 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 March, we were we were top of the table by one point going into that one. Um, yeah. Finished 2-2. We were 2-0 up, I think. But the headline's got to be the crowd, isn't it? 8,007. And as you say, there were 1,500 locked down. I think it was only because um, Enfield didn't sell out their allocation that it wasn't nearer to 9,000. But that must have been some night, uh, even in the career you've had, Jerry. That must be some night to remember. Oh, yeah. that that, Up until that, well, I'd never played in a game like that, really. I mean, we'd had cut runs at Bath, obviously, and we'd played at Victoria Park um, against Stoke City away and you play in these cup games, you play at Ninian Park against Cardiff City. But to have a, a crowd like that in a smaller stadium um, for a league game, it, the, our level was just just unheard of, really. And we knew it building into it. I mean, the crowds were, were getting up, weren't they? The crowds were going yeah. about two and a half thousands and things yeah. like that. On a regular occurrence, it wasn't like we were getting 600s. 
we were getting big old crowds in there. No, and you're right. Yes, 2,000, 2,000, 3,000. Yeah. yeah, up until that one, it was regular, yeah. Yeah, we knew, we knew. And that, that felt amazing. But that night was was special. And it, um, yeah, even coming off the back of that, I mean, I knew... Graham told me that they were coming down, Trevor and Mick. I, I didn't know if I wanted, if I needed to know that really. I did, I did feel, I'll be honest, looking back at it, I felt edgy that night. I did feel that I felt nervous. I probably didn't have my best game for Oval Town that night either. Um, I remember, I remember vividly that I did okay, but I don't think it was my best game by a long shot. But the important thing was we didn't lose the game mm. um, because, as you said, that swing there that night would have been key, mm. um, and um, and we didn't. And they deserved to draw out of the game, by the way. So yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't like we deserved to win it at all. It was a real tight affair. It was quite an edgy. F- I don't. I shouldn't imagine it was the best game of football to watch. I think it's quite an edgy game. Um, but four goals in it, I think fans would have probably gone away enjoying it. But more, more so, like you say, enjoying the whole the whole atmosphere. I remember on the pitch looking out and seeing people up trees, and yeah, <laughs> it was it was mental. It was absolutely mental. And obviously, Trevor and Mick had seen enough of me in that night. I don't. I probably that wouldn't have been the only game. They wouldn't have been daft enough just to watch me once. Um, but they saw enough of me that night, um, and they not long after that I was made aware of it, and I I started contract talks actually with Birmingham City during the season. That was a that was a funny old thing for me because I'd I'd gone up to Birmingham and I'd agreed a contract, and then it was about do I go or do I stay, and I I so wanted to stay at Yeovil, I so wanted to see the season out. I didn't want to go up there yet. I wanted to make sure I had a promotion on my CV, and also I wanted to get the job done for Yeovil Town because. I'd love to, I'd love the club. You know, they they take a punt on me, not punt, but they they paid for me. They, you know, that the fee of nine and a half thousand pounds back in the day was a big old fee, mm. and um, and I wanted to make sure that I I'd finished that season off for as, as a Yeovil Town player. So then, in your mind, thinks, well, what happens if I get injured? Am I going to end up then in the Championship with Birmingham City? But but thankfully, it all worked out really well in the end. Mm. So, so after the Enfield game, I think Yeovil went on another good run. I think yeah. eight eight wins, two draws, or something something like that. And obviously, then then Yeovil went to. I think they needed a win at Haybridge, Haybridge Swifts, which was basically I think it was nothing more than a village, really. And I think hundreds yeah. of Yeovil fans there, and they, and it ended up in a very tame nil nil draw. So, which meant yeah. that everyone then had to go to Bromley on the. Tuesday or the Wednesday evening, looking yeah. for an looking for another win, I think, or a point. I can't remember. A draw, wasn't it? We needed. I think we needed yeah. a point, didn't we, that night? I think. Yeah. I mean, that was. Did we, was it a draw at Bromley? Was it a draw? No, no one, two, uh, one. Two, uh, one. Howard two, scored one. twice. Yeah. Oh, that was Howard scored twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah, I remember. Hay- I, I remember Haybridge Swifts. I can remember it being like that because I remember, like, we've been to places like East Thurrock at this level and places like that, and they are literally they are village teams. Um, mm. And they're not easy places to go. They're really mm. not easy places to go. Because because in the end, then, Yeovil are turning up with all these fans and the big boys are in town and they raise their game and they want to beat us. Um, but we were good at that. Like I said, we were good. We carried we carried that confidence and a little bit of arrogance about us. And we had players that had that strut and we could deal with it. Um, but there, there was, again, going back, it was not, there's no given right is there to win any game. So no one was going to hand us a league. That was for sure. I, th- I think when we arrived at Haybridge, I-, I think we went and knocked on the pub the pub door, and the landlord came down and opened early for us. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant! Be surprised to see everyone turning up. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Brilliant, brilliant. And then obviously the Brom the Bromley game. Well, this is legendary, really, amongst Yeovil Town fans and and the-, and the players back then. Are yeah, 
What a night. What a night. I mean, I don't know. How many do we take? We, you know, I, I think it might have got the attendance. Is it 979 um, at that game? Uh, and, and I bet you there's got to be, well, five, six hundred of those have got to be overall, I would have thought. Yeah, I think there's some. I mean, I, I don't know if I mean, the games were filmed back in that day, I guess. I don't know, but I, I'd love to see some of the footage from it. There's only some bits. I mean, there is some bits around that one. I know what out on YouTube and what have you Yeah. Um, that, that were filmed. But um, yeah, I mean, taking I think it might have been a was it a Wednesday night? I think it was a funny it was a funny night. I know. I don't know whether it was yeah. a Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it might have been a Wednesday. And um, yeah, go in there and to, to travel, you know, Hunters having to work and finish work early and travel yeah. and support your team and to go to, you know, these aren't small trips to go to Bromley and watch a, who are now a National League team, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, the ground was nothing like it is now. Bromley, I've watched that pretty sort of since and team how they've developed as a football club to go there. And also for us, you know, we're all working for a living and you've all got to, you've all got to finish early and then travel up there. And um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful night, just full of, of loads of joy and emotion and like I said we stayed in the bar afterwards for a long time and just a just a great great night and um huge 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 success for the football club huge huge thing to do massive thing to do for for Yeovil to do that and to be part of a team that did that and uh, and yeah it lived long in my memory and it still it still does still does like I said I've seen loads of photographs of it since I've got one of some staff and us you know, in the bar afterwards, and it brings back that night. It's such a great night. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was a very special night. Yeah, I think uh, I, I feel I feel privileged to have been there because it, it was a, a great, great night. Yeah, I remember you all spilled on the pitch, didn't you, as well? So there was yeah, Yeovil, Yeovil fans, and we were stood up in the in the stand. Yeah, you were, all, you were all, and I think there's some pictures of that as well. Where we were up in the stand. It was an old rickety stand, and we're looking yeah. down on you and. I remember you all coming from that end around the pitch and yeah, singing, you know, singing and yeah, just, just a, a phenomenal thing, a huge relief and really pleased. I was part of that group. It was, um, yeah, well, that was my best, that was my best time in football at that point. It really was. So, um, and a springboard for my at 20, 26, 27 years of age. I didn't think that, well, I did, I, I did, I do say this and it wasn't because I did go on to do it. I still believed I'd, I'd have a career in the football league and, that was a springboard for it. Yeah. But one last memory about that night at Bromley, and it only reminded me when I look back at the YouTube uh, video that you say there there is. But it kind—I don't know who was filming it, but they were obviously getting knocked around in the uh, in the pit there on the on the pit. But they they they, they cut up, and uh, John Fry, obviously the chairman. I mean, he's relatively new then, wasn't he, John yeah, Fry, to the club? Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's there singing that "Cheer Up Georgie Borg" song that we yeah, sang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was one. Like, that was one. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember company. George Borg's name at Enfield. I was trying to remember it earlier, and you've just yeah. So, yeah, that was the that was the one that rung around, and we it, we all sing it as players. And yeah, everyone was singing it. It was hilarious. There yeah. you go. If your chairman's <laughs> up there singing that, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned John actually because um, he was the one actually. I drove down to Hewish Park, and he, as I pulled up in my car, he was the first person that stepped outside the door and ensured that when I got out of my car, he shook me by the hand, yeah, and said, "Jerry, thanks ever so much for joining us." Um, we really appreciate it. We, you're, he did say that. He said, you're the final piece in the jigsaw, what we've been looking for. We feel like you can be a big part of it. So from that moment onwards, I guess, when you've spoken to Graham and he makes you feel good about yourself, for a chairman to come out and meet you at the front of Hewish Park and actually yeah. shake your hand and say those nice things, 
I felt a million dollars when I when I when I got back in my car. I just I remember speaking to some of my family and stuff and saying, "This is such a good place to be." It really was, and um, it was. Um, I remember just coming away and even coming away with some training kit and stuff. They'd given me training kit, and I, yeah, I, I just felt you know when you just feel good. And I've used that since I every player that joins us, it may sound really silly thing, but if you join Bass City Football Club, I ensure that you've got a kit bag with your yeah. training kit and your travel kit. The little things, isn't it? It's just the yeah. little things sometimes, yeah. It's the feel-good factor, and he must have done that to every player yeah. at the time, at the time. and um, yeah, that, that made us feel good, and we did. We strutted around with our chests out because, because we felt good about ourselves, and that came from the board right the way down, and I know since it's been there's been some interesting things going on from board level down at Yeovil Town. I followed it closely and um, it's sad. It's sad to see. And I, you know, people will come on and Bath City fans will probably come on here and say, oh, why are you talking about Yeovil? I'd never, I'd never say anything bad against Yeovil Town because I know I left Bath City Football Club and people don't like it. But in the end, it's part of my career and it's part of my journey. And I, I have as much, affection with Yeovil Town and Yeovil Town fans as I do Bath City and I really hope and pray when we do meet I hope I hope there's a nice reception it's not about me on the night at all because it's about Bath City and it's about Yeovil Town that's what it's about and I hope it's a really good contest and those players going at it like the old days I hope it's a fantastic game and may the best team win but I would never I, I like I said, my memories of Yeovil Town Football Club are very good and very fond. And hopefully, there's people in the terraces who remember that. And all I ever did for Yeovil Town was give 100%. And the reason why I stayed there in January because I wanted to see a job through. So, um, yeah, people have their opinions of it. Like I say, either way, but um, whether they whether Yeovil fans think now, oh God, he's a Bath City manager. But this is all part of my journey, and um, people can never take away that season, can they? That's the one yeah. thing. And I, that's that's one thing that'll live me for the rest of my life because it was a fantastic season. Absolutely, and you, you've mentioned obviously about going on to Birmingham after uh, after that. I mean, we can't let you go without without you touching on that because when when you looking back through your record there, I mean, you played an awful lot of games. I remember thinking at the time that that Howard was a was was obviously maybe the more sort of known player at that point because of how many goals he'd scored. But you were the one who obviously Howard had, was unlucky with injuries, wasn't he? There, but. You went on to be a real, you know, a, a, a fan's favourite at St Andrews as well, didn't you? Must have no, been an amazing time. Amazing, because, uh, you know, going from the level we're at to the championship is huge yeah. back in the day. That, that oh. was unheard At my age, it was unheard of. And, um, you know, I, I look back at people like Ian Wright who have done it, hasn't he, and people like that. So it took me a good six to nine months to even get to anywhere near the level. I've walked into the training ground and you've got people, I mean, Barry Fry's cast-offs were left at the time. When I say cast-offs, we're talking about Anders Limpar and people like that. I mean, this is phenomenal players. Not bad cast-off, cast no, exactly. <laughs> He's the, the group, I mean, Barry had 55 players at the time and Trevor had started to whittle them all down. I'd gone in there and it took me a long time to get up to speed and to the level. And I knew I had to be at my very best to even be close to anyone. But like you say, I played near on 100 games for yeah. Birmingham City Football Club in all competitions. I played in some huge, huge games. I was fortunate enough to play at White Hart Lane. I've played against Newcastle in cup games. I've played. My last game was at Anfield. I'm a Liverpool supporter. My last game for Birmingham was at Anfield wow. in front of 43,000. So that, that, that was just what dreams are made of. I, I signed for a man and, you know, I'm so sad to say that he lost his life not so long ago, Trevor Francis, for a guy to take a punt on a 26, 27-year-old 
player for non-league football and he never signed a non-league player ever in his career. Right. He must have seen something in me. And I can't thank the guy enough for that. I, I went up to St Andrews to pay my respects and lay some flowers uh, not long ago because um, I had such a good relationship with Trevor. He always gave me contracts. I always ended up five years at, at Birmingham City. Yeah. And um, some some wonderful memories. Yeovil fans had come up and watched and people had stayed in touch with me. I actually agreed my contract, believe it or not. Um, so as I said, contract talks were starting sort of in the January time when I was still at Yeovil Town. And I was... I just wanted to focus on Yeovil and it's the, all these things were happening. And I remember there was a bit going on about the fee and we went for a hundred thousand pound joint fee in the end. There was sell-on clauses and Bath will remember this. This is probably why there was a sell-on clause for me for Bath City. And right. the fee ends up, if you look in the archives, it ends up with me 40,000 and Howard 60. At 60 or 70 and 30. And there's a reason why that happened. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm going to put some needle in it for Bath game now. Yeah, isn't that, it? That, 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 I'm sad about that, really. I am sad yeah. about that because the club should have got what they should have got out of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I ended up, Trevor invited me to his house and he lived at Wentworth Golf Course at the time. Wow. Of course, I'm a young lad from the West Country. I say young. I'm, I've not really seen the world so much. And he invited me along and I drove through Ascot and I get to Wentworth and his house. I'm on a golf course and I didn't know anything about it. I drive down this driveway. It's the longest driveway I've ever seen. And of course, Trevor Francis walks out and um, I end up playing football with him and his two boys in his garden at Wentworth Golf Club. And I think I'm on trial still and I have my best shoes on and my best trousers. <laughs> I can remember my polished shoes. Um, but yeah, his, his late wife, Helen, made me feel so welcome. And from that time onwards, really, me and Trevor had a really good relationship. Um, and yeah, God rest his soul. He, he was a... What a footballer to learn from as well. Trevor Francis, first million pound player and everything. I mean, oh, that wow. must have been amazing. Yeah, Yeah. wow. I mean, just so people know about Trevor. He, he probably wasn't the best manager in the world, but he was the best coach in regards of he could demonstrate anything. He found it yeah. difficult to portray it and 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 actually demonstrate it. But he he's still in training. If I was having a bad time crossing and finishing, he'd say, get out of the way. And he'd just push me out of the way and he'd go and whip balls in. Put for himself fun. in, yeah. He, he, he was amazing. And... I've had some wonderful times with him, some wonderful memories. Um, such a such an early age to lose your life, mm. and um, he will live long in my memory because he, like I say, he took a he took a punt on me, and um, yeah, I, I my thoughts are obviously with his two boys, Matthew and James, who I got to know really well. They've lost their mum and dad now, and that that's really sad. But but I remember him fondly. That's how I will look back on it because it was a, such a wonderful time in my time of life to go from Yeovil having won the league and have such a really good time play for England as well mm. also get a move to Birmingham City I mean that couldn't have got any better than that could it so nice. it's was, it was a lovely story actually really lovely story and that I think Trevor Francis will always be remembered as a legend of the game to be fair I think well no he will and and first great loss. yeah first million pound player like we say and um yeah, Birmingham City fans remember him. He was he was rapid as well, quick. I've seen footage of him. Such natural ability. Glide, he'd glide past people. And like I say, in training also, he was still a very good player. And it used to annoy some of us as players because we're like, bloody hell, he's 50-odd here and he's still better with us. <laughs> exactly. um, so, um, no, lovely, lovely time of my life. Really, really lovely time of my life. And, um, yeah, I can't look back on it other than look really, really fondly because I couldn't, I couldn't really do anything wrong, to be honest. Yeah, I was, I was. I must admit, I hold my hands up, and I have looked at the stats. That um, ninety six, ninety seven season, you did play fifty six games in right. all competitions. Yeah, right. 
which was not a bad tally. No, that, really. That does seem strange, though, that we're talking to you, and that and you were only here for one season. Yeah. I know, I know. It's, and it's, it's like as if you were here for a long time. I know, and and in a funny way, I, you know, I I, I love my move. I, I, my move was the best thing that ever happened to me. Of course, it was. But in a, also, I I want to play in the conference for Yeovil. I did. I really did. I wanted to go to the next level and see how see how we did. But but it wasn't that wasn't to be. So that's fine. But yeah, I, I people say to me, you played at Yeovil, and they say, well, you played. But it was only literally fifty six games. But mm. but I couldn't have had a better se- the the whole everything about that season was just phenomenal, and yeah. it was the best thing I ever did. Like I said, you look back on it, then you think. I did take a punt because I went from a level above to come back. Mm. But I knew it was a weird feeling. Something in my mind was telling me it was the right thing to do. And I did it. I didn't do it for fight. People said to me, oh, you went for more money. It's just totally irrelevant for me. I went there for my football career and people who know me, that's all I ever, that's all I worried about. I just wanted a career. And mm. um, yeah, I can look back on it and I, and I, and I had a career and it was probably, it was, it was the Yeovil season that gave me my career. Trevor Francis signing me and um and, and Yeovil gave me my career. Yeah. I could be, we could say that you were a one-season wonder for Yeovil. <laughs> but what, what but, a wonder. But, but, but what a wonderful season for the club and obviously for yourself. Yeah, and it, we, listen, in the end, we get players get moves because your team's good as well, don't they? It's not, it's not all down to me. And um, yeah, it was just the fact that I ended up playing for a really good manager who believed in me and took me from Bath and gave me all the confidence in the world. John Fry, who... Gave me a good contract. He, he did give me a good contract, so that helped me. And I, I, I had a good job. I was enjoying my work. I had some wonderful teammates around me. I could, you know, we came in. We had a right good laugh. We, when it came to three o'clock, we wanted a win. By the way, and 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 we'd get into each other, and we'd made sure we did everything we possibly can to win that game of football. No one got away with anything, and you had to be at the best to stay in the team. But off the field, we had some brilliant nights. I mean, we had some. <laughs> We had some wonderful nights and I couldn't begin to tell you about the celebration party in Magaluf. I really couldn't because that 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 was that was some end of season tour. That was and it's true what they say, what what goes on tour stays on tour and it will always stay on tour. The days before CCTV footage, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And social media. Yeah. And social media. And the one regret, I don't know, is it yeah, I think it probably is. I turned down going to Wembley to pick up my England cap off of, I think it was Eusebio or Pele, can't remember which one, um, to go on tour to Magaluf with the Oval Town <laughs> Football Club. Yeah. And I look back at that now, and I ended up getting my England cap in the post. There's a story for you. So, <laughs> bit of an anti-climax, but I'd never, do you know what? That probably tells you what we're all about as lads. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we wanted to be together, and I, and how could I turn down celebrating that season with my teammates? I couldn't really. Um, so I went, I went to Magaluf instead of going to, go to Wembley. Turn down your Sabio for Magaluf. There's a story. I think it was Magaluf. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I can't remember. But one of the lads would tell you who it was, but I, you could probably find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> my England cap come in the post all crumpled up <laughs> with a and picture it, of your Sabio just holding it, saying, yeah. "Wish you were here, Jerry." Yeah. <laughs> But I was with Graham Kemp and Magaluf. That's all right. I was happy with that. Brilliant. <laughs> so, so coming up to the modern day, obviously you're a manager at Bath City, and um, obviously looking ahead to the two games with Yeovil. I think I think we go to you on October the 14th, and then you come down to Hewish Park on January the 6th. 
obviously, I'm sure that Yeovil and Bath will be in the third round of the FA Cup that day. So it might have to be postponed for another day. But well, obviously looking forward to the, those two um, fixtures. Well, I'll be honest. I'm not going to lie. As soon as you were in our league, the first fixtures I looked at, I, I, I couldn't wait. I mean, I get on really well with Mark Cooper. I said off offline there. Me and Mark went to school together this year above, and um, and our pathways are very similar. Actually, you know, he ended up playing for Birmingham City, um, and obviously his dad was manager there as well, Terry. And then we, you know, Backwell School was was, you know, Terry was was at Bristol City and Backwell School. They were living in the Backwell area, so. Yeah, I'll pass across. And ironically, we've both come back to the West Country managing now. So, and we've we've had lots of discussion. I have to say, we've both been really, really respectful through the summer because there's lots of players in the West Country that could play for lots of clubs this year. And of course, they were all playing each other off against each other in the summer. The dreaded agents were about. And um, me and Mark were one of the two managers communicating through the summer and talking quite openly about targets. And if if he was after a player, then I would be very respectful and vice versa. So um, we, we we were seen at games. I have to say of Mark, he was seen at games end of last season, watching games to make sure he had a idea on players and level. So he's done his research as good as anyone. And I, I really honestly say this with no, I, I really mean it. I hope you will have a really good season. I hope you get back to the days, the glory days at the football club. But of course, I want Bath City to have an even better one because I'm manager of the football club and hopefully we come out on top in the tie. Um, but all you'll get from me in those two games will be honesty and us both going at it. And I'm, I can't wait for the games. I really can't. They're going to be well attended. They'll be, it'll be like the old days. Our fans can at last start singing about Yeovil at Yeovil because we still sing about Yeovil and we've <laughs> not been anywhere near you in recent years. And we're both due FA Cup runs as well, aren't we? we we've That's one thing at Bath that, I've not done well, or we've not done well as a football club. We've not had we've not had an FA Cup tie or FA Cup run to remember. So I really want to bring that to the football club, and likewise, I'm sure I'm sure you guys do down there. So yeah, I can't wait for them both. They're going to be hopefully we're up, we're all up. You know, we're in the, up in the upper echelons of the league as well, and we're fighting for those upper spots. It's a tough old league, it honestly is. Um, but we've seen already some funny results. You won't really tell until the first 10, 15 games. Um, but I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to every game. We got Western Supermare tomorrow night, so you lick your lips at every game, don't you? Any game in this level, you're going to lick your lips now. Brilliant. Well, Jerry, we always ask um, uh, whoever we're interviewing to uh, final question. Just anything that you'd like to say. Obviously, be Oval Town fans. You remember you as a player. People who probably remember you as Bar City manager and, and and all the ones in between as well. Is there anything you'd like to finish off by just saying to Oval Town fans who are are listening to this? No, the ones who remember me, all I want to say is thank you. Thank you for giving me my best time in football. Um, that that was, I've said it here already, that springboard in my career. And we wouldn't have done it without the fans. The the fans that followed us away from home, not just at home, we had some wonderful support away from home and we, re- we really felt it. So in the times when we needed them, they were, they were there and they were behind us and they were wonderful to me. It's, from the minute I turned up, they really took to me and... I think the way I am as a person, where I was as a player, I always gave it my all and they appreciated that. Um, I'm just lucky enough, I guess, that I ended up scoring so many goals and being remembered for that. But hopefully they remember me for being an honest sort of lad, an honest player. I think I think you can tell from the amount of games I played, 56, that I kept myself fit. And I pride myself on that with my group now. And hopefully 
when I come back, hopefully, hopefully we'll be respectful of each other. That's all I hope. And I'm sure we will be. I'm sure we will be because there's nothing more than respect between myself and Yeovil Town Football Club. It always remain. It always will be there. And I always look out for their results. Fantastic. Well, just a big thank you from from everyone uh, for everything that you did for us as a player. Because as I say, I look back on those years as, as one of the most enjoyable seasons I ever had. And I'm sure, Steve, it's the same for you as well. Yeah, remembering remembering that season. So thank you for everything you did with us. And obviously, when you when you do uh, cross swords with us again, it will we, we'll not want you to win. But that's got nothing to do with uh, uh, what we remember you as a player. <laughs> no, but exactly, exactly. Today's today, and that was that was yesteryear, wasn't it? And um, yeah. no one can ever take it away, like we say. So, yeah, hopefully we can grab a beer after the game. Make sure you come over and say hello, and it'd be great to see you two guys in person. And um, look forward to a really good game in both the ties. Brilliant. We will do. Steve's buying the beers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'll get him a Lee Harvey wig for the day. <laughs> now that I would pay good money to see. I really would, yeah. Brilliant stuff. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us on the Glovers Cast. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes.